Welcome to DC TV Classics, your home for the history of DC on TV. I am Keith Chow. As we continue our journey through the history of DC films, I am joined once again by the puncaster himself, Adam Starcaster, who is very high on Novocaine right now, so this is going to be really extra fun. Everything is going to be slappy. <laughs> You're so... Or slumpy. Can I say swamp? I can't. I can't make a fee right. That's now. awesome. You're so committed to this podcast that you came straight from the dentist, and I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, sorry. And it, yeah, you're like super high right now. It's fun. Anyway, let's rock and roll. And uh, I think we're watching Swamp Thing for nineteen. We are watching nineteen eighty two Swamp Thing. It's funny that we we just did two episodes on the Superman films, the Richard Donner Superman films. Now DC Comics is fully part of the cinematic milieu. It's like like people in the movies are taking comics seriously and what's the next comic book property to be turned into a movie no not wonder woman not batman it's swamp thing <laughs> because you know creature from the black lagoon right basically i mean maybe that's what it, that's what it is so this movie came out in 1982 literally came out in 1982 starred ray wise who we all know now from fresh off the boat but he he played alec holland in his human form before he turns into the uh, the monster the swamp thing monster that Dick Durock eventually takes over. Adrian Barbeau plays Alice Cable, who is a made-up character for this movie, but quick Batman connection, Adrian Barbeau is the voice of Catwoman on Batman the Animated Series. That's so right. There's another Batman connection in that the executive producers of this film are Benjamin Mellinker and Michael Uslan, who go on to produce every single Batman film that, that ever comes out. So there are some DC legacy uh, connections to Swamp Thing, even though Swamp Thing itself... Especially in 1982, was not the most popular right. comic book character. Are you familiar at all with the Swamp Thing comic no, books? No, you know what? I'm only familiar with it from mostly through the films, the TV series, you know, the game, Injustice. But, you know, yeah, I, yeah. You know, I, I'm sure I've seen more of it in the comics, especially with like the Poison Ivy crossovers and a few other things, but never his solo comic. I never read it. Like the thing about um, Swamp Thing is that he was created in the '70s by Len Wein and Bernie Wrightson. He was part of like you know the uh, a horror comic anthology. I think he was also part of the DC universe, like the comics universe. But you know, back in the '70s and '80s, interconnectedness of the universe was not as rigid as it is nowadays. Of course, Swamp Thing was rebooted in the '80s under the the pen of Alan Moore, and that's probably the the run that most people. Yeah. Uh, associate with Swamp Thing is a lot of people even think Alan Moore created Swamp Thing because his run was so iconic. But I think when when Swamp Thing was in like the Vertigo, it really didn't cross over with the DC universe. And then you know later, once it got rebooted again, it became an official. I don't really know honestly, like how how connected. It's kind of yeah. like Constantine. For a long time, Hellblazer wasn't really part of the DC Prime, and then it was, and then it wasn't. Yeah, and now it is. You know, now it's fully like Swamp Thing, Constantine. They're all fully integrated into like a singular universe. Justice League Dark, for example, is is all about like the supernatural elements yeah. of the DC universe. I've only gotten through half of it. I need to watch the rest of uh, Justice League Dark. I read the book. The comic is great, so I don't know how close it follows the original comic. And there was a, there was a lot of talk about potentially doing a Justice League Dark film with. Guillermo del Toro. I don't know what part of development hell that's currently in, but that would be really cool. It would be. So let's get into it. It's February. It came out in February 1982. So this is the third DC film to come out in the 80s. Because if we're, if we're going to put Superman in the moment and, and Batman, we we did those just kind of to kick off the series. But technically, people consider Superman the movie from 1978 as really? the first. Right 
proper DC cinematic effort. Because mm-hmm. as we said uh, two two episodes ago, Moleman and Batman were just basically extensions of the TV show. Superman, the movie, was the first full-on, here is our silver screen debut. That was followed up by Superman 2. And there will be a series of Superman films throughout the 80s. The only non-Superman film to come out between Superman and Batman in 89 to bookend the decade is Swamp Thing. So we're going to start with uh, Swamp Thing from February 19th, 1982, directed by Wes Craven, which is crazy to think that Amazing. Wes Craven directed this before he directed Nightmare on Elm that's, Street. So everybody who's uh, listening, James Wan is doing the Swamp Thing. Right, and we'll, we'll, we'll get, I'm sure we're going to have plenty of opportunity to go on tangents as we watch the film. So we're going to hit play in five, four, three, two, one, play. United Artists Pictures Incorporated. So this is this is not a Warner Brothers production. Uh, this this was cr- actually distributed by Embassy Pictures, which is a, a oh, studio that doesn't that. exist anymore. Embassy, but Embassy is a kind of a iconic studio because they released like The Graduate and a bunch of other um, classic films. Is this not voiced over? That's hilarious. No, <laughs> it starts with like a bunch of title cards. <laughs> Collided with another's evil dream, and a monster was born. But but Embassy was also known for producing a lot of uh, like classic genre pictures. So I'm sure you, you're familiar with The Howling, The Fog, mm-hmm. John Carpenter films, uh, Escape from New York. So yep, Swamp Thing is kind of you know their their take. I mean, Swamp Thing is considered a superhero, right? He's just like he's like it's a horror slash superhero slash. Um, monster movie right he's a dark hero which is good dark heroes are good can you still hear yes, me? yes i hear you fine okay good dark heroes are yeah i think i think i messed up my time code because i accidentally hit something but we'll 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 still be going we're just gonna i'm just gonna yeah watch it it's okay you know dick durock he actually comes back and plays swamp thing in the sequel Return of Swamp Thing that comes out in 1989, and then the short-lived USA series. I really like the USA. Did you? Did you? Were you a fan of the USA series? Yeah, this one. That the the TV show had Kari Wurr, right? From MTV. Yeah, because Heather Locklear is in the sequel, I believe. Really? Yeah, she's she's the. uh, Oh, Wes Craven wrote the movie. I wasn't aware that Wes Craven wrote it as well. He's the writer and director. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, but Michael Uslan, I told you, I told you guys last week uh, during this, you know, how the rights of Superman kind of got basically shopped around, and then the the Salkins eventually bought it over. Uslan, I love my- that they're like. In yeah, this is Mike Uslan also, as a, he was a young man at the time, he was probably in his 20s or something, maybe early 30s, he bought the rights, even younger than that, he bought the rights to Batman, um, you know, in the late 70s, early 80s, he was trying to get the Batman movies made at the same time, he eventually made the, successfully was able to make the Swamp Thing film, but it's just hard to fathom, I mean, it, must be, it was a different universe in the 1970s, but can you imagine... Being able to scrape together to buy the rights to something like Batman and Superman—that's crazy. Yeah, 
I wonder how many people he had to talk to. I know. I mean, are there any? Well, he's he's told me the story that like he would go into the offices, and and people would just laugh in his face at like making a Batman movie because all they knew at the time, of course, was the Adam West and and just the idea of comic books as movies was not nearly as palpable as it is now. True. This this film had a, like a two million dollar budget, mm-hmm. and I just saw why they landed that helicopter straight in the swamp. <laughs> i'm like you had to know how much water was there <laughs> they got the coast guard is that uh tarantino i'm pretty sure it's not <laughs> <laughs> it looked like tarantino getting in there for a minute. i was like oh can you imagine if quentin tarantino was in this movie <laughs> the crazy thing about this film is that yes it, it was made for two million dollars box office mojo has no box office statistics on this film so have no idea how much money this movie made have no idea whether or not it even like was released in theaters <laughs> it's crazy because i wonder you know like how dangerous these shots were <laughs> walking through the swamp it's a, it's in south carolina so i guess the gators a little less but still right well and i think i mean this is probably all shot on location when when they get to the tv show i believe it's like a studio and they don't actually shoot outside. You mentioned earlier that part of the, the part of the interesting thing about Swamp Thing is that he is now, not only is he a mainstream part of the DC universe, he's getting his, another shot at TV shows. Of course, on the DC TV podcast network, we have uh, Swamp Thing Radio, which you should all check out, hosted by Carolyn and Wendy, uh, where they talk, where they've already dive deep into the old TV show and the comic origins of Swamp Thing. So everything we get wrong, make sure you tune into Swamp Thing Radio because they, they know way more than we do about Swamp Thing. Uh, but the reason he's kind of come back into prominence is, as you mentioned, the James Wan-produced TV show on DC Universe. Are you excited for that? Are you? Because like you said, you're not a huge like Swamp Thing nerd, but are you excited for the, to, for the new show? Yeah, I'm actually really excited. Especially where they've taken the character recently. So, did the guy just pull a snake out of his pocket? <laughs> yeah. Do we know what's going on? Like, there's a why I is guess... he wandering around, and why is uh, you know, they're, I guess they're gorillas, but I, they haven't really said what swamp this is. It's just kind of funny. What's great though is that this shot right here. You know, there's a shot of uh, the canal house, the little uh, the shack. It's the same environment they use for Injustice too. Oh, really? It's like a direct reference to this. It's really, really cool. So I, I know that Adrian Barbeau plays a character named Alice, and she works for the CDC. She's like Lois Lane. That's pretty much it. Right, but again, she's not a re- she's not a character that exists in the comics, because in the comics, I believe his love interest is, is has a different name. Let me look it up real quick. You can feel free to keep talking. <laughs> I am enjoying... Watching that they have two very clean pillows in this dainty old shack. Oh, that's why. They're spying on everybody. If everybody's watching with time code, I'm, I might be a few seconds off. So I'm at 6.44. Yeah, I'm at a little bit ahead of you. Me... You're ahead? Oh. Yeah. Well, that's going to screw everything up. Where are you? 6.52. Tell me when you're on 7. I'm on 7. Okay, good. 7.04? Okay, good. I think we're we're a second behind. It's okay. 
anyway uh yeah that's you know, this is gonna this is gonna this is the worst podcast ever sorry everybody no we'll just edit it out you can't it's a it's a commentary that's the whole problem with commentaries is that when you screw up you can't edit anything out oh well you guys will just have to live with it and enjoy our our goof-ups but anyways i was gonna ask abigail abigail arcane is the one who who's typically associated as uh swamp things love interest they actually have a child in the in the comics named tefe is that how you pronounce it right but but barbo is not playing abigail she's playing uh a different character so that's interesting It's interesting. I'm curious your first memory of Swamp Thing. My first memory? Yeah. You know, I don't... I mean, I I, I think I used to get Swamp Thing and Toxic Avenger mixed up as a kid. Because <laughs> they're, you know, like... Yeah, Tromaville is very much based off Superhero horror, you know, campy films you know like i wasn't i wasn't big into swamp thing i don't think i knew who swamp thing was like specifically until i was much older because it's always a confusing thing for me because man thing and swamp thing were so similar swamp thing predates man thing right or is it the other way around it's, i think it's the other way around marvel did it first really is that is this one of the only times marvel jumped the gun because most of the well i guess namor predates aquaman right or are they about the same right. I think they always taking hits at each other. The first appearance of Man Thing was in Savage Tales number one, May nineteen seventy one. That's right. First appearance of Swamp Thing is in DC Comics. Uh, let's see. Oh, there's so many. You're so July nineteen seventy one, House of Secrets number ninety two. So it's a uh, it's Man Thing by like four months. That's it. I'm sure they knew about it too, right? Yeah, I mean, if they're if they're debuting around the same time, I mean, they're both, as you said, kind of takes on the Black Lagoon creature. So, yep, which is a great character. It wouldn't it be amazing if they just took NBC Universe monsters and just tied it in officially? Well, they literally just dunked that poor possum in the water. Well, I mean, the Dark Universe, you know, cinematic, the Dark, what is it, the Dark Cinematic Universe with a. Uh, you know, they they Tom Cruise's mummy movie that that kind of fizzled and went nowhere. So <laughs> maybe there is a way that you can right. just—I mean, it's a completely different studio. It's Universal Studios, but you know, who cares at this point? Like we're all we're all just you know underlings of the corporate or- overlords, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so I'm just curious. This whole uh, you know, I wonder if any animals were harmed in the making of the, sh- the film. <laughs> <laughs> He just pulled a damn possum out of a, <laughs> a batch of water. Ray, like he, I, I don't think I've ever have seen Ray Wise this young, but because I know as as I mentioned earlier, I know him from uh, uh, Fresh Off the Boat, where he plays Marvin, the next door neighbor. He's also famous for playing the devil, I think, on the show called Reaper, which was really good. I really, I really liked that show back in the day. That was a great show. A lot of people on the internet say Ray Wise should play like Jack Kirby in a Jack Kirby movie. Oh, that would be great. And yeah, he'd be a great Jack Kirby. And then uh, Mark Maron could play a really great Stan Lee. So if they ever did like a Jack Kirby Stan Lee movie, they should cast Ray Wise and and uh, Mark Maron. Oh, let's do that. Let's make that movie. Let's. That would be an interesting movie. 
I think it would be better than uh, the Jobs movie. Steve Jobs. <laughs> Who played Steve Jobs in that movie? That's Ashton Steve. Kutcher? Yeah. Well, no, Michael Fassbender. There was two Steve Jobs movies, right? Because Michael Fassbender oh, yeah. played him. So we have to do two, you know. Competing Kirby. Jack Kirby movies? <laughs> Kirby versus Kirby. Well, the one of the reasons I love Thor Ragnarok so much is that it, it kind of was the first comic book movie to really bring, like, Kirby style to live action. I'm hoping new guys... I mean, that's one of the problems I think I have with uh, just the way Batman vs. Superman... Not Batman vs. Superman. What's the other? Justice League portrayed Steppenwolf. Like, the new gods don't yeah. look Kirby-esque in, um, in Justice League, you know? And that's I was a little the, unhappy about that. Yeah. yeah, it's like, why would you, you know, if even if Zack Snyder was able to get his dark side story told, like, if you're going to like lean out, lean away from the curbiness of it all, like, what's the point? Yeah. Why do people love Apocalypse like and the New Gods? It's it's Ranger for movie. like they all look like designs from all the Power Rangers. They look like freaking Power Ranger guys. The original designs or the new ones? You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Along the same same style, it's like let's make everything techno organic. Right. Yeah. My friends made the designs, and they're like, "Show up, Adam." <laughs> but but that's I think a problem with a lot of things, right? Like they they like one of my issues with Transformers, the Transformers movies, is is that like break away. Yeah. They don't they don't embrace like the kind of retro, <laughs> clunk yeah boxy design. But that's why Bumblebee's so great as a movie. Like it leans into like. You know, because those designs are what give those characters character. Not the not you know when when you see a Michael Bay Transformer movie like when they all look exactly alike and they're punching each other and you can't tell what's what. The, yeah. You know, there's the, the they lose character. This movie has some really really good cinematography. Some good, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. The only thing that's hurting it right now, besides the hair. <laughs> you don't like Adrian Barbeau's hair? <laughs> no, sorry, Adrian. Your hair is too much firm. <laughs> My mother used to firm her hair the same way. That's probably why. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is 1982, so yeah, I was uh, I was thinking kindergarten. So yeah, I definitely hadn't did not see this movie when it came out because I wasn't watching Wes Craven movies when I was in kindergarten. Apparently, Wes Craven was developing, or yeah, I mean, he was developing Nightmare on Elm Street as he was making this movie because Nightmare on Elm Street came out the following year. So it's it, interesting. It's just like stylistically, I mean, it's, they seem so different. I can see some of the same cinematography though, which is really cool. He likes. He's really good with his lighting. I was going to say in the early, like the early '80s, natural lighting is definitely a. Coming through on on this, yeah, on this movie. Yeah, I see a giant bounce right now. <laughs> Are you? Paying, really I'm not even paying attention to the story. Do we? What do we know? What's happening? All I know is Alec Holland and Alice Cable are just looking good. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ray Wise looks good. Like I, like I said, I only know him as an old man. So like, <laughs> Ray Wise I, in his prime. He's actually a good looking dude. Danger. They're like, there's some gorillas in the jungle or in the swamp, and they're trying to find the gorillas. She's. I don't get it. Uh, I'm pretty sure whatever that glowing green liquid is is, is going to turn 
Oh, you you can't just reach into that glow. Never reach in a glowing green liquid. It's explosive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, where did where did this? It's almost like you know, Superman cheesy. It's like, yeah, you want to touch the uranium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, go ahead. She's not going to die, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, at what point does he actually turn into Swamp Thing? I don't know, but I think. He really focuses on looking good. <laughs> I'm saying Ray Wise is a handsome dude. He's like, you know, I, I can understand the, the interest. He's a good looking guy. I think um, Swamp Thing, like, is an attractive. We, we, mentioned, we mentioned Alan Moore earlier. I think in, when Alan Moore took over the character, he actually made it so that it wasn't, that Swamp Thing wasn't actually Alec Holland who got, like, through some supernatural accident got turned into Swamp Thing. I think right. in the Alan Moore stories, Swamp Thing basically, like, absumed the consciousness. Like, he was already, like, this creature that that kind of subsumed the consciousness of Alec Holland, and then That's he right. goes through, like, an identity crisis when he realizes he actually wasn't Alec Holland or something like that. I mean, a very Alan Moore type of storytelling, right? <laughs> That's right. That sounds like his stuff. I like that, though. I like that there's an always uh, nature presence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Are there a lot of Swamp Thing, Poison Ivy uh, crossovers? Because you would think... There would like, be. there would be a lot... There would be, that would be a really interesting story where... You know, because Poison Ivy... she falling under her spell. Oh, is that, is that something that happens a lot? Yeah, she, she messes with them because she's like an opposite pheromone. Well, but they're also like... I mean, they have the same kind of uh mo right i mean they're they're protectors of of nature in a way i mean the, the whole reason the only reason poison ivy's a bad guy is that you know she's kind of like she values plant life over human life but i mean swamp thing's not that far off is he yeah he's not that far off must protect the green so what makes him a good guy but poison ivy a, a not a good guy know, other than I'm other than misogyny <laughs> If I would go back and redo his origin, I would have him somewhat related to the Lazarus Pits. Mm-hmm. Because they're just so similar. You know, Lazarus Pits are all like chlorophyll and weird chemicals from the Earth, right? It's just something they never really explained in the comic books. Like, what is the Lazarus Pit? He brings things back from the dead. Isn't that what he did? That he basically came back from the dead with another consciousness. Well, according to Alan Moore, but I think in the yeah. when they reboot re, when they rebooted the reboot, I think they've gone back to Alec Holland being the original human form of. I could be wrong, uh, and I again I apologize as being not a Swamp Thing aficionado. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, please feel free to tweet us at DCTV Classics or email us at DCTV Classics at gmail dot com. Tell us how we're wrong. Because I again don't know anything about Swamp Thing other than like surface. <laughs> what does he do in uh, Injustice? Since you're the video game expert, sorry. <laughs> what does what does Swamp Thing do in Injustice? Like, how is what's his move set? I'm not a video game guy, so I don't know. Trying to protect the swamp and protect the green. So but uh, but is he a character you can actually use to... I mean, Injustice is just a fighting game, right? Yeah, but they have a deep story mode. And most of it is him kind of being controlled in some way and influenced to attack the heroes. And then they switch him around. But once Poison Ivy's defeated, he's like, oh, these guys are destroying my swamp. Let's kill them. <laughs> so can you actually be Swamp Thing? 
yeah, he's a, he's one of the big characters. I should also, um, I would be remiss to not mention, I, you know, I, I use Fresh Off the Boat and Reaper as, like, Ray Wise's most iconic uh, portrayal. He was also in Twin Peaks, so all you Twin Peaks fans, don't at me. I, di- I didn't, I just forgot to mention that he was, yep. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was quite popular uh, playing Leland Palmer in Twin Peaks, so. I've never seen Twin Peaks, so that's so. So everyone tweet at Adam Starcaster and get on him. Everybody tells me I need to watch Twin Peaks. I've never ever got a chance to watch it. You know, I think it was I lived overseas when the show was out. Never got into it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, "You gotta watch this. It's great." I have, I don't even know the fr- the premise of the show. So Swamp Thing was actually Ray Wise's first film. Interestingly. Yeah, I guess so. Because he he had he was on TV he was like a day player on TV beforehand. Interesting. But his first uh, yeah, big role was uh, was Swamp Thing, and then he he would go on to be in Dallas Days of Our Lives. Uh, it it kind of like again he was like a day player. He was the guy who's you know on TJ Hooker who <laughs> you know maybe like tells the cops what what what's what. But this oh. was his, this was his first like leading role. That was a good jump. I mean, this is Wes Craven. Found. The, the Rambo-looking guy is just sneaking around everywhere, huh? <laughs> the Rambo-looking guy. I like, I like that. <laughs> I, I thought it was Sylvester Stallone at first, too, so that's... I did not he's, think it was Sylvester Stallone. I'm curious who it is, because he, he looks familiar. Well, that's the guy you thought was Tarantino, right? No, the guy who got all the, the helicopters. Oh. <laughs> maybe maybe like they're all Tarantino. I was like, just... Oh, damn. She took That looked like a real shot, man. That gunshot looked real. <laughs> that guy flew. I don't know what's happening. Why is she being attacked by these like paramilitary dudes? And, and why does she have finger clearance to this place? I'm <laughs> curious. Well, she's, she works for the CDC, you know. Right, so she should have clearance to this biochem research. <laughs> exactly. What do they want there? They think it's drugs? <laughs> it's like, we just happen to be breaking in and stealing your flowers. Oh, these guys work for the bad guy. They work for Anton Arcane, who is who is the Lex Luthor to uh, to Swamp Thing. Yeah. To Swamp Thing. I think he's like a isn't Arcane like a uh, like a corporate baddie? I'm curious if this guy went to get firms with uh, our lead. Did they ever? Do we ever see the Unmen in any of the movies or TV shows? I I think so. They're the they're the creatures that Arcane creates to to fight Swamp Thing. I think in the TV show there's like one episode or so. I have to go back in my reign. I don't remember a lot. Oh, did he rip off his face? No. Oh my. Oh. <laughs> that was actually a great shot. <laughs> wow. It's like a straight out of Scooby Doo. Impressed, dude. He was Scooby Doo. If I would have seen that and remembered it, oh my god. So had you you have never seen this. You've never I seen this movie at all. I've seen it. I just don't remember it. I have, I can safely say I've never seen it. So this is Arcane, right? Yeah, this is Arcane. So um, what does the British guy have to be the bad guy again? Well, the the whole you know British British is 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 a shortcut. Oh, he's a cold in the accent. Too. 
So what kind of procedure? <laughs> this is how bored I am with this movie. What kind of what kind of dental procedure did you just have? Oh, I don't want to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just still can't feel my face, so I'm hoping it wears off soon. Oh, that's a great song. I can't feel my face when I told I'm that, I with told you. That to the dentist assistant. She, but she I like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I told her. I said it feels good to grin, though. I understand that. This predicament. Yeah, you. Were, I don't know if we were recording yet, but you were saying that like. Maybe Heath Ledger was high on Novocaine. He, no, I think he he had shots to do the the acting because the list and everything else sounds like you've just been Novocained. I can't wait till we get to the dark night. Your lips because you want to make sure your lips are still there. I haven't decided if we want to if we should do a, a commentary for the Dark Knight or if we should just talk about it. I don't know. Because it's a long movie, so I'm not... Yeah, it's a really long movie. I don't <laughs> Although know she just grabbed... What, what, was she, was she, what is she protecting that she was like, let me let me hide this, even though like my man is burning to death? Yeah, I mean, he's not only burning to death, he's blowing up in the path. It's amazing. That's a nice... Yeah, that's pretty good. He's. I mean, this is the guy who pretty much invented the firewalk, right? Yeah. He's uh, He should be given a lot more credit. He should have gotten an Oscar for this performance. <laughs> They should have an Oscar for stunts, man. Those are pretty you, weak. You hear me, Academy? So. There should. You're right. There should be. There needs to be stunt, stunt, stunt performer. You guys are assholes for like killing people and not giving them credit. Yeah, I'm gonna actually Seriously, leave that yeah. curse word in just because yeah. that's that's because <laughs> no, it's true. Um, that definitely there's there should be some sort of stunt performance category. <clears throat> And they retroactively give it to this guy, right? I don't know. I, visually, visual effects wise, I'm not too impressed by those yeah, explosions. The fireworks, but, you know the the burning man was it, man? That was amazing. I think they've spent most of their budget on that. This is a pretty cool like tracking shot, though. So all in one shot, they did a good job. And then I we see how many we times see... he had to burn himself. <laughs> It's a serious question. I wonder how many times they took that shot. That's an interesting. That that's an interesting wipe. <laughs> that, that was a weird wipe. Are you? Are we sure that Wes Craven didn't edit this movie in uh, like Windows Make Movie Maker? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. If there's like, if there's one of those like dissolves that transition scenes, we'll know that like. But I guess in 1982, Windows Movie Maker was ahead uh, of like you know cutting edge technology it's funny because i have the subtitles turned on and it's just guessing what it's saying it's like let's big take the premise <laughs> like what <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is that what he really said i don't know i do it is interesting this was shot in south carolina i think some of the actors here are the the guys are from the military camp not too far away you didn't you grow up around there or georgia no. you... <laughs> florida no Florida, eh, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina. Oh, thing, yeah. It's all swamps, right? Because I, th I think they shot the second movie in Florida, then, or maybe the TV series in Florida. Either way, either the sequel or the TV. Because I, the, I think yeah, the, the, this take place in Florida. The yeah. sequel and the TV series are actually kind of like I feel like the TV series is a continuation of the movies, actually, because the the actor who plays Swamp Thing when he's in his monster disguise. Well, it's not a disguise. When he's in his monster costume, is uh is the same guy, and the the TV show, I think story wise, kind of takes place 
in the same continuity. Again, you know, back then, no one no one paid as much attention to continuity as they do nowadays either. So yeah, it's true. You know, I keep, I'm trying to think if the second Swamp Thing film was a reboot. I can't remember. Was it a reboot? And not a not a continuation. I don't remember actually. So this is going to be fun rewatching these because I'm sure the film quality had increased a thousand times. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not that this is bad quality. I just mean in general, the storytelling is weirdly faced. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, the second one came out in 1989. I love that they have rowboats and <laughs> not a like a you know an engine. <laughs> it's sort of like hilarious. But imagine being imagine being Michael Uslet in 1989, where like you produced Swamp Thing, Return to Swamp Thing, and then a month later, Batman comes out. Like, yeah, talk about a Tale of Two Cities, right? Like. <laughs> That would be interesting. You know, all these swamp shots, the one of the things I can remember that really impressed me is they must have felt some real danger shooting this because of the chance of a snake or something else in the water. Mm-hmm. I would be freaking out. This can't be a controlled environment. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're just going to drown her in the water, dude? Really? Come on. Have some courtesy. Is that the same um, Rambo-looking dude? Yeah, with his with his uh, curly locks. Oh, there's Swamp Thing. Does the does the um, costume change between movies? Because this the like I feel like the my memory of what Swamp Thing looked like. Uh, yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot more uh, covered. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting is uh, I remember it, that scene that he just tossed the boat. I mean, that's some pretty amazing practical effects. I don't know if they put a piece of dynamite under it to to knock it over. (laughs) I'm really curious about the new... You've seen the trailer for the new show, right? It's it's starting with the horror premise, which I really... Well, definitely, yeah, especially if you're going to get James Wan to do it. He's the perfect uh, person to do it, because he's got both sides, right? Although, I, I won't forgive him for the nun. I've never seen. I don't. I, I think the other thing, and this is maybe why I was never got into Swamp Thing, is like I was never big on horror to begin with. So like the fact that Swamp Thing was kind of like a horror story that, you know, like this is 1982, right? So Thriller comes out the next year, and and I used to like I couldn't even watch the music video for Thriller. I I, I couldn't even listen to the song. Like my cousin would like play the song, and as soon as Vincent Price started talking, I'd run out the room. So I was a I was a little chicken when I was when I was five six years old. So that's that's the other reason that I was. Yeah, never... it's funny because I think when I saw this, I wasn't you know I was not into horror films at all, at least uh, when I was younger. And then I'm trying to think of what what got me into horror. I hated Friday the Thirteenth. I couldn't watch it. It's too scary. No, I think the guy who's playing who's playing scene. Swamp Thing in costume in the new show played Jason Voorhees. That's right. That's gonna be crazy. So, but yeah, you were you, but you liked horror movies. I didn't. I, you know, oh, you didn't. Right, Thirteenth, and that ruined it. It's like no, no, can't do this. But did you like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Couldn't sleep for a week. What about Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, same same thing. Oh no, yeah, I got to reverse. Nightmare on Elm Street, I snuck into. That's, yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Voorhees never really scared me. It was just kind of like, uh, oh yeah, they're naked. Oh, they're dead. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the thing about Friday the Thirteenth. Well, and I think the because the thing about uh, Elm Street, Elm Street, I think was more viscerally frightening because like it happened in your dreams. Like, That's why I hated it. Yeah, yeah, with 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 Friday the Thirteenth, just don't go to Crystal Lake, right? Like, is that what it's called, Crystal Lake Camp or whatever? Like wherever the camp, like just don't go there, and Jason will leave you alone. <laughs> But if, like, Freddy gets into your dreams, you're screwed because you, there's no way out, you know? And I think psychologically as a kid, I, I, it just screwed me up. Yeah, you know, I, I I was stupid enough to go in to see Child's Play when it came out. Oh, yeah, my brother, I think, was traumatized by Child's Play. Yeah, I, I couldn't see a toy for a while. <laughs> Any dolls. Have you seen the uh, advertising campaign for the new Child's Play movie? Yeah, actually, it's kind of cool. Well, like, but did you see the one where it's like he basically kills Woody from Toy Story? I thought that was great. <laughs> see, I like that they redesigned him because I hate the old one. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm not. I don't think. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not going to see it, so I don't really care. All the horror guys are like, "Oh, you bunch of nymphs." Oh, I know, right? <laughs> I never liked the design, guys. Sorry, it was just kind of boring. I just never liked. If, I mean, if I just thought it looks it freaking whole. evil to begin with. Don't trust it. See? Yeah. Well, Anna, Annabelle, I feel like is creepier looking than Chucky. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, Annabelle is like. I mean, Chucky. The, I think the the premise of Chucky is that it's like a. I mean, Annabelle looks creepy, like any context. <laughs> like that. That doll is not supposed to be cute. At least with but Chucky, I think the idea would be like. I mean, sure, it's a baby doll, but like, think if it's like Teddy Ruxpin decides to kill you, you know what I mean? It's just like something you would yep. see in a Toys R Us versus Annabelle. Like, Annabelle wouldn't even be in a Toys R Us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you see Annabelle oh, on a shelf, right there. nope, nope. You see Annabelle on a shelf, you're probably, pretty much going to die anyway, right? Did you ever see uh, Toy Soldiers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small soldiers, right? Or small soldiers? Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. actually kind of creepy too, even when they didn't look creepy. It's like. You, you know how Disney's always making you know how Disney's always making live action versions of their movies now like Aladdin's coming out Lion King's coming out if they ever do a live action Toy Story that would be a horror movie I think that would be a <laughs> can you imagine like I think it, it, it works because it's a cartoon but like same thing with Cars if Cars was like an actual live action film if they ever do live action Cars it would be disturbing yeah Keith I think we went over it <laughs> <laughs> You've gone into the dark realm of thought. Why? Why is that okay. dark? Why is it dark I to think? Imagine, can you imagine who are they hired to act as the car? <laughs> I, well, I mean, you could you could still get you could still. I mean, it's just like it's like Lion, how Lion King is not really live action. It's, it's yeah, I know. I it's still completely that. animated. But but if you were to do like photorealistic cars, but they like, still had like giant eyes on the windshields. <laughs> Oh, but, like, <laughs> but like human eyes, right? Like so, they have like blood vessels and stuff. Um, and because oh, you've heard, high. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You heard the like theory that like cars is actually dystopian because it takes place in a post-human world where where the cars have gained consciousness. That would and, be cool. And we don't know like where are all the people because clearly like these these yeah the auto but the automobiles have like taken on the the kind of like essence of humanity. But something had to have happened to the humans. That's what a live action cars would be like. And similarly with the live action Toy Story, like you know when when Andy goes to sleep and then you see like 
all of the action figures and stuff come to life. Uh-huh. I think I think in live action that would be really frightening. <laughs> we should do it. Do the live action Toy Story. Yeah, just do a trailer. Oh, I'm sure something someone's done that. It would look like Indeed in the Cupboard. <laughs> that was cool. I remember the the trailer for Indeed in the Cupboard, and like, you know, they had the little um, Darth Vader. Before we realized it was kind of like a racist stereotype story. <laughs> yeah, that was cool though. Yeah, they had Darth Vader and a few other characters. In the but that was that was back in the day when you're like, whoa, Darth, like you hadn't seen Darth Vader in live action for forty years, and they were like, whoa, that was cool. That Darth Vader's moving. I am not paying attention to this movie, and I apologize. Uh, so we have get somewhere to like a small town. So this is after Swamp Thing saved her. She's um. Do you realize that kid looks like Dr. Dre? I swear. No, nah, I don't think so. Check out that car phone. I like that car phone. That's like <laughs> like super villain car phone. This is why the movie cost $2 million. I'm curious why this movie cost $2 million. Explosives. Yeah. Pyro. Can't be that expensive. The, the running, the running guy on fire. Vehicle. That's it. I guess uh, Ray Wise is not going to be in the rest of this movie, right? Because like he is now fully Swamp Thing. That's right. Which means he's fully the other guy. <laughs> I love that she calls the bad guy. Well, that's a that's a classic uh, that's a classic move when you yeah. you don't re- does she not know he was the bad guy? Yeah, it's like uh, it's a different bad guy. Working for the bad guy, right? It's like, let's add another layer of complexity. I don't know, I'm so confused. He doesn't talk at all during this whole thing. I want him to talk. Come on. <laughs> doesn't anything work around here, Destiny? I like this kid. He should have a bigger role. His name is Jude. So apparently, Adrian Barbeau's character is like a female version of Matt Cable, who was a uh, character in the comics. Yep. And so she's like a combination of Matt Cable and then Abigail, because Abigail is the comic book love interest. Yeah, because the the assistant reminded me more of Abigail. The blonde. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Because Abigail is in the sequel, and she's uh-huh. played by he- he- Heather Locklear. It was Sarah Douglas who played Ursa is in the sequel. Interesting. Like, though, we'll talk about the sequel when the, for the next for for that episode. So I won't get too much into the sequel. But I love that she asked this kid man- managing this little stop. There's a gun there. And he knows that there's a gun there. So is the kid the man? Like the kid is the guy who's like running the store. <laughs> He's running it for his parents. It looks like. I guess. Well, that's like, not far fetched. Well, this, this now looks like South Carolina. <laughs> my, my brother and I used to have to like man store when we were kids, so it's not far fetched. Hey, when you go down to North Carolina, does it look like this? Uh, I don't go to these parts of North Carolina when I go to North Carolina. <laughs> not that far outside of the triangle, dude. <laughs> Why are they after her? Is it because she knows that they're the bad guys? She has a, note- she has a notebook 
Oh, that's the notebook that she stuffed under her tummy when like everything yeah, was plus it has blowing the up for the, the plant growing stuff. Like they need it in the in the jungle or the swamp. Wow, you're really good at paying attention when I wasn't. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we now we can grow plants instantly, and it explodes. I I could have sworn she just got ran over in that shot. This is a pretty cool shot. I wonder how many times they had to drive through this jungle with that 4x4. Like, how do you even do that? You'd have to know there's a road nearby somewhere. <laughs> That's it. That's the only thing you figure. Do we know what... really, really good shots here, and there's some really bad shots. It's like they combined it really good and really bad shots together. Hey, you know what? This is almost like a modern fight scene. They just keep switching angles. Yeah. It's like, what's going on again? Swamp thing. Hit him. I like that. He's Whoa. Strong. He's almost Superman strong here. Do we ever get like a full on? I guess they're still trying to hide. the. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There we go. There gets him first. Uh, he gets shot and it doesn't hurt. It's going through him. Yeah, but it definitely looks like a suit. It looks like a wetsuit, for sure. You know, this is one of those things where I, I keep thinking about Swamp Thing, not so much as the creature from the Black Lagoon. But, you know, if this is a horror film, I'd see him ripping them in half. Yeah, but I think this movie was rated PG when it yeah, came it out. so. Right. But that's the other thing is like, who's the audience for this movie? <laughs> is it because it's? I mean, I, I, Wes Craven. But at this point, Wes Craven had already directed The Hills Have Eyes, so it's not like like he was already known for his horror films. He he wasn't like the uh, the brand name yet because Nightmare on Elm yeah. Street hadn't come out yet. But I'm actually surprised they didn't go for the full, uh, you know non-PG rating in this. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, is wouldn't it have made sense? But, you know, part of it is... Because that was a comic book. Exactly. Yeah. It's a comic book. So it's like, you know, the idea of a comic book even being more than PG, I think, was... But doesn't this have nudity? I could be wrong. I, it might. <laughs> I know that there was a controversy about, like, an international cut versus a theatrical American cut, and then right. maybe the theatrical, or the international one had, had nudity, nudity yeah. in it. I remember it. somebody getting topless in them. Maybe I'm thinking it, it wasn't Heather Locklear. But that also could have been Toxic Avenger. That's because, I, like I said, I used nope. to get those movies, the trauma movies mixed up with this, so. Well, that would be James Gunn, right? Is it trauma? Trauma's, um... Well, I thought James Gunn directed one of them. Well, no, talk, well, potentially, but Toxic Avenger was that, that was a series that came out in, like, the early 80s. Yep. Although, Charmville. They actually shot on site in Japan, too. I could have, maybe it's not Troma. No, it's Troma, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> There, he asked the question. What was the question? It's like, what are we killing ourselves for? For some plant fertilizer? <laughs> like, you mean, what are you killing everybody for? Plant fertilizer. That's the very accurate one. Oh, 
<laughs> oh, you're right. So yeah, I guess the 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 um, more contemporary iteration of trauma is what James Gunn was famous for. Yeah, but but I was thinking more like the early '80s. Yeah, the bad ones. Oh, it's still good. Though. I mean, there are, the whole point of trauma is that it's like it's so cheesy, it's bad. Mm-hmm. The actor who plays the bad guy here, I, I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, if that's who I think it is, his name is. Uh, blah, 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 blah. That's a cool name. Louis Jordan? Because that's Anton Arcane, right? Yeah. So that's Louis Jordan. He's known for uh, Hitchcock films. Mm-hmm. He was an octopusy. That's right, Octopussy. That's where I, exactly where I remember it from. Actually, it makes me think of uh, if they ever remade this, do our casting. <laughs> well, they are remaking this for a, for DC yeah, Universe. Thing, like this movie specifically, like make it good. You know, like what's the guy from the, the that semi show? Oh, the dad. Like him? No, the, the one who played uh, the exchange student. God, it shows you how much I watch. Wilmer Valderrama? Yeah. They ha- he has a similar look to him. I love that this kid is so involved. Who is this yeah, guy? no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember this part of the movie. I don't remember this movie. So what are you looking forward to the most with the DC Universe show? I'm just hoping they tie it in. It's going to be really fun. I mean, tie, tie it into like Doom Patrol and Titans. Titans, but you know the rumor is that they're tying everything together, including CW now. So, what? Where, where did you find that? I have not seen that rumor. Where did you find that because Adam, you're known to you're known to come up with your own rumors. <laughs> your fertile imagination. You did, you did see the Batwoman trailer, right? I did see the Batwoman trailer. Uh huh. You did think? you think? Did you think it was kind of a jerk move for for them to announce the new Batman the same day they revealed the Batwoman trailer? It just kind of like I thought they did it on purpose. Yeah. Well, it reminded like um, Craig from Krypton Site had said on Twitter that like, or maybe it was Facebook. I don't remember, but he had said it was very similar to how like they announced Ezra Miller would be the Flash like the day after they premiered the Flash on the CW. It's like, <laughs> I mean, part of the problem when you have multiple versions running around is that you're going to run into that kind of stuff. But I always think they just try to build up the hype train, but they also look kind of douchey doing it. Where, did, where, where are you on uh, Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne? I, I actually thought it was a great choice. I do too, actually. I mean, I'm an army hammer. I've, I've gone on record I as... That. I know, I know you said that. But, but... I'm actually cool with Robert Pattinson. Now that they've cast Robert Pattinson as Batman, I you know I actually don't need Henry Cavill to stay as Superman. Like the whole reason I wanted yep. Army Hammer was that I wanted to rekindle that Man from Uncle magic with Henry Cavill. But if they were going with a different Batman, then I'm, I would I wouldn't mind if they gave us a new Superman. Well, the good thing is he's playing a younger Batman, so maybe my idea of hey, it's Batman. Peggy Carter. Oh no, sorry, I thought he was looking at a compass from the World War Two. Sorry, oh. that was oh, an no, Avengers. She died. Oh, she died in the explosion. I didn't know that. Wait, who was she? The the lab assistant. But why is he so? Like, are they were they together? 
No, he was just kind of a playboy, but you know, I guess they were friends. They said they were friends for a long time. So, oh, because you were paying attention and I wasn't. Yeah, it's funny because uh, there's a dead possum on the counter. <laughs> I totally think they killed that possum <laughs> and they blew it up. You know, and some, I mean, from straight ahead, it's okay. The costume. Yep. I mean, it doesn't I think, look. I think they've increased the. The mask a few times with the makeup for his acting roles. I mean, it, it, it's, it still doesn't really look organic. Like, it looks like something someone's wearing. Yep. But no, I'm actually, you know, you, you started this whole podcast off talking about Heath Ledger as the Joker, and I remember when the internet lost its mind over Heath Ledger. Yeah, I think this will be the same thing. They're going to be like, oh, this guy's actually pretty dark and brooding. If you, if you see the high life with him, yeah, basically any post Twilight. Like the problem is, people yeah. just associate him with Edward Cullen, and if you watch his career post Twilight, he's That's he's it. definitely like the only. I guess if there was one issue I had with this, it's like it feels too much like when they cast Christian Bale. It's funny because you know I also am fine with him playing the Joker. Well, that, yeah, I I always thought Robert Pattinson would be a good Joker. I remember, in fact, I had um, I think I had done a. Uh, like a tweet a few a while ago when they had they had shown I forget who was in the in the photo but like it was at Sundance or something and it was like Margot Robbie Robert Pattinson some other people Army Hammer I think was also in the photo and I was like oh this would be an awesome like Batman cast but I had Robert Pattinson as Joker and not as Batman um but that's interesting that you pulled that pulled what that you, you saw the, refer- the the resemblance to both. No, I think he. I mean, because he's lanky. I mean, he's lanky, right? So like, he, I you would picture that, that's why it's a little hard, I guess, for people to picture him as Batman. He would have to bulk up a little bit, but bulk up a lot, dude. But, but he's he's tall. He's tall, pale, and lanky. So well, it's like another another thing. You know, could he be Robin as Batman? Oh God. <laughs> Hey, I, I would be down to see that as a movie if Batman. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, I, yeah, I yeah, was, yeah. I was, I thought we were going back to the Jason Todd no, as the Joker. He could be the Nightwing becoming Batman. That could be the whole next movie. I don't know. I know. Maybe it, I doubt it, it be because cool. no, but because he's doing Matt Reeves' movie, and Matt Reeves has said that his is a young Bruce Wayne. So ah, uh, darn. It would have been cool. I, here's you know what I you know what I honestly think. Matt Reeves' movie doesn't take place in the DCEU. Like he's not, he's not, he's not a younger version of Ben Affleck's Batman. He's not like it's, com- it's like how Joker yeah. is separate, completely separate from the films that we have think, come so far. Think I think the Batman is going to be separate too. I hope it's not separate. It will be. Why do you hope it's not though? Job with the Flash film. Yeah. You think they should just still? Everybody needs to read my my Starcaster. Like, let's fix the Justice League. <laughs> Did you write yeah. something? Yeah, I posted it to the producers. I was like, just here on Twitter, free information, you know. Yeah, never do that. Back with Bruce Wayne uh, during the, the Batman vs. Superman. Like, just have Barry go back further and, and talk to Bruce when he's young and say, hey, we need to find this Kryptonian guy called Clark Kent. But see, but the only that's the other reason I thought Army Hammer. Army Hammer seems more like a, like a young version a of young. Ben Affleck's Batman, whereas Robert Pattinson is so different from the Ben Affleck take that's true too that it doesn't make sense for them to be the same character which i'm cool with like i'm i don't think you have to be the same character but 
I, I really think that they're allowing Matt Reeves to have a self-contained universe, kind of like how Christopher Nolan, yeah, you know, was was self-contained. And I think they really are moving away from the idea of a of a Marvel style or just a Marvel style connected universe. I don't think it's it's um, front of mind for for DC right now or at all. Honestly, they've they've kind of gone back to the whole. Wow, gonna, that's that's cool. That looked like that looked like something straight out of the A team. It's it's interesting that I I saw some bad guys from the A team in there. <laughs> I also saw the the guy standing in the path of the the votes is definitely not the actor and it's a stunt double. I figured it out. You know what it is when when they show the Swamp Thing costume in daylight, it looks yeah. bad. But it when it was really in the shadows bad. earlier, when he was looking through the ruins, it actually looked good. I think there's a reason for that. I think it's like the the, I think the, the fact that they daylight. have so much ammunition and stuff in South Carolina and there's no police is sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, there's a reason why it looked better at night. I think they're throwing a lot of grenades at the poor dude, man. This yeah, score is wild. Can visualize his powers, you know. Well, that's it. like, can he like grow limbs and stuff, and like control the plant? He grows limbs and controls plant life. He can fly. So I'm thinking, fly. Yeah, he grows wings, man. <laughs> He's what? Of things. Yeah, you know, you definitely. I need a, I need a bone up on my swamp thing. Because that, you know, it's it's interesting. I think they uh, took a lot of references from the Jeepers Creepers. As much as I don't want to give that director any credit, um, you know, that creature is. Scary. You mean for the Jeepers Creepers came out after this though, didn't it? I know, I'm just saying I'm thinking like Uh the modern take with him with the wings and like the horns and stuff that he grows. Branches coming off of him. It's just all that stuff is really cool. I'm protector of the green. He doesn't talk yet, so that's kind of fun. The whole movie hasn't said anything since the beginning. Except for Oh, that's why they blew up the vote. The votes have to blow up, even though they both don't have that kind of gasoline. <laughs> that was very Michael Bay. Well, look. <laughs> did you see the wipe with like the explosion it's really stencil? <laughs> it's really bad. What they're trying to keep the comic book stencils, and I think that's kind of neat. Yeah, I guess so. I love the fact that this guy is like literally shirtless in the swamp. Why do you think they went with a Swamp Thing TV series and not a movie? Hmm. I think it's better to do it as a series. Especially since most of the people who remember it are old fogies like us. The they US remember the USA show. Kids would be like, this Swamp Thing. But I wonder, like... I mean, to be honest, I feel like TV is actually a better place for better place. Comic, comic book stories in general. Like... Yep. When you think of the even the Marvel Cinematic, we talk about this all the time. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is just a twenty-three movie TV show, basically. It's pretty much, and now they're transitioning into television, into actual TV, right? Like with uh, with Disney Plus, but you know, the, I, think, I think it'll be great. But that's why I like the CW shows are actually more akin to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the DC movies. Is that that's right? You know, it's with TV, it's closer to comics because you can tell a longer story over a longer period of time. You're spending more time with these characters, and and so you focus more on the characters and their interactions. Responsibility director is fired. 
<laughs> Whereas in like a movie, you don't have enough time to. That's one of the big complaints about Game of Thrones this season is that like they basically made they're making like three movies instead of like ten out ten TV episodes. Yeah. So a lot of stuff is condensed. You don't get a, you don't get those character beats that you would normally in a in a TV show, which is closer to comics because comics are serial and you you tell a story over like six issues or twelve issues, um, and that's what makes comics more. Oh, they killed the kid. I can't remember if he's dead or they knocked him out. Oh, that I hope they didn't kill him. Uh, but you know what I mean. So like I, that's that's what's kind of cool about the the fact that like the DC shows are building towards Crisis next year, which they're still not they're still not uh, involving Black Lightning, which is wild because like the whole point of Crisis on Infinite Earths is that you can merge I, all of your universes. I'm really not happy that they don't include it because I think Black Lightning is one of the better shows. Yeah, for sure. Oh, he's still alive, right? No, he's dead. But he's gonna. This is the first time we see his powers. He's going to bring him back to life. Yeah. Is that something Swamp Thing can do? Yeah, he can heal people. That's why I said I always thought that he was had power similar to the Lazarus Pit. So I'm always curious if Lazarus Pit is like old Swamp Thing blood. You should write that story. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Like we, the, should, we should pitch some stuff to, to Warner Brothers and be like, hey, you know, like let's do some fresh takes. Like Alfred. Oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you guys. Like this oh, you know, you, they should get you uh Andy and the DC TV podcast folks should get you to do the Pennyworth podcast. Just so yeah, that, that you, you just spend every episode complaining complaining like. about how they stole your idea. Right, let's, let's do let's make Alfred a butler from the beginning. That's genius. No, man, no. But he's not in Pennyworth. He's like what you you wanted. He's like an ex-military. Well, yeah. So I would have had him ex-military, but in MI five, and someone who's great at doing reconnaissance and infiltration. But but good. they have him like teaming. I don't think he's going to be Thomas Wayne's butler. I think they're just teaming up. It's going to be like a making him very Bond, James Bond like, which I know it's like yeah, like buddy cops or something. Yeah, we'll see. I don't like the buddy cop stuff either. <laughs> I like the idea of, you know, him being something more. Wait, this is Arcane. Yep, he just kissed her and she gave him a kick in the balls. Wait, wait, I thought the water was explosive. It's not? Is, am I? Am I thinking of Batman? I was thinking yeah, of Batman. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious, though. Let, let's do a, a special kind of like <laughs> with explosive water. That was that was from Batman. Um, wait, so this is Arcane. Who was the old guy? Because that's not the old guy. The his it was one of his guys. Yeah, it's really weird. I can't track it. Yeah, I don't. I, I apologize. I'm not paying attention to this movie. It's like uh. Oh, there goes the arm. So now we got some regrowth coming. Oh, that's not Arcane. No, switched off. Now he's dead. That's the uh, that's the that was the Rambo guy, right? Yep, he's dead. He just okay. His head and there's blood everywhere. That's great. Oh, they even have a. It's not not as graphic as when the Red Viper lost his eyes over yeah. Martell. But you know, it's interesting that. That shot, now there's three guys on the boat when before there was just the one. And 
Oh, there's Arcane. Yeah. Okay. So I was apparently confused. he was dating Arcane. See, and that's probably why they changed the character, because I think Abigail was supposed to be Arcane's daughter. So you can't have that in the movie. That's right. I wonder why they didn't just go... I mean, other than that fact, I don't, why they wouldn't... It's like making a Superman movie with no Lois Lane, or... I have a spy in my room. My daughter is doing the podcast. Hey. Hey, kiddo, get your Mario and go play upstairs and watch your Paw Patrol. And will be up shortly. <laughs> Sorry for the guest appearance, guys. That was cool. I had a, my cat come in last week, and I just edited her out, so... <laughs> Can you hear her? Can you hear Safina? I did earlier. Ah, okay. It's okay. When's he going to grow his arm back? Does he not know he can grow his arm back? He doesn't know yet. I think it'll but how do you know he could heal the kid? Or he he didn't know. He was just hugging him, and he just happened to do it. Like, poor kid. Let me touch his head. <laughs> Has the Novocaine wore off yet? No, it's not. I, I, they gave me something very special. Let's just say I Novocaine wears off so fast on me. Like five minutes into the procedure, like, oh, we need to give you some more shots. We're gonna just kill your whole jaw. I'm like, okay. But I have a podcast to do later. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to sound like Flappy. I, can't I was, I was actually disappointed. You don't sound worse. I was hoping you'd be like, I, I believe that whatever doesn't kill you. Simply makes you stranger. Stranger. Yeah, we can have some fun with some voices. Uh, next week's podcast, who are we going to have join? What's character we're bringing in? Well, you know, I'm glad you mentioned next week because next week we're going back to the world of Superman. We're going to go watch uh, Richard Pryor. It's, we're, we get to do a Richard Pryor movie, Superman 3, which is low-key. Underrated Superman movie. A lot of people crap on that movie. I, I actually really I don't like. Remember it at all? So I can't you don't. Remember. Oh, it's it, it's where the uh, like the, the, the it's it's basically about Richard Pryor figures out how to steal money from like people's paychecks, <laughs> and then um, but I do remember when I was a kid, Superman three. I was afraid of it because uh, my cousin and I we used to collect these trading cards. And what, and we, you know, we had these Superman three trading cards and one of the cards was, there's a scene at the end of Superman three where, uh, one of the bad guys gets caught in, inside the like, uh, tech and she gets her face gets like turned into like a robot or whatever. Interesting. It's real freaky. And here's it's kind of like, it's kind of like, like, you know, in retrospect, it's like, Oh, is this the origin of brain? Like if a nerd watched it now, like, Oh, here's the origin of Brainiac. But um, oh yeah, this is the nude scene. You're right. Yeah. Um, but I remember this very clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, is it's, this allowed in the PG-13 movie? Yeah. Well, back in you know back in the 80s, there was uh, there was a, there were a lot like more relaxed in terms of yeah. nudity yeah. in a PG movie. Um, it's funny now nowadays like any like one well that's not true. Titanic was PG-13 and that had nudity in it. What's anyway, what's that? Sheena? What's Sheena? Oh my god, Keith. You haven't seen Sheena. We're going to have to go back in time. Oh, I don't remember Sheena. Sorry. My, my uncle's dog was Beast, named Sheena. Beastmaster and Sheena. Oh, okay. No, I don't remember. Sheena, Sheena is a, another comic, but we'll, we'll go into that another time. 
But anyway, Super Superman Three, Superman Three is gonna be fun. That's what we watch next week. There was no nudity in Superman Three, though. Darn. Because you know, I just wanted to see you know some nude Superman. <laughs> there, no, there are no, there are no topless Clark Kent scenes either. So the next few movies is Superman Three, and we follow that with Supergirl. Right, which is a great one. And then Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. Mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, we hit Return of Swamp Thing. So we're back into this universe. And then we hit Batman. That's This is all building up towards Batman. Once we get to 1989 Batman, whether or not we continue on this weekly pace <laughs> is it will be will be uh will determine at a later date, but my whole um like motivation is to do these episodes weekly because if we follow the schedule by the time Batman, the Batman episode comes out, it'll be the 30th anniversary of Batman 89. We're going to drop the episode on June 23rd, 2019, which is 30 years uh, since that movie debuted. So that's that's the whole purpose that we're doing this. I, I do like that they, they've somehow caught him with a net. <laughs> like how easy was that? Plus, you know, suddenly MacGyver and his gang have joined the, the crowd, right? Like where did these guys come from? And why is he not? Why is he not like super strong anymore? That's right. Maybe he's he's uh distracted. <laughs> did you know Adrian Barbeau did the voice for Catwoman in the animated series? Yep, I did. Because you are such a fan of the animated series. I do love the animated series. I'm actually rewatching it on uh, DC Universe from the beginning. What's your favorite episode? I still think my favorite episode is the first. Man Bat. The, the on leather wings. Yeah, it's just amazing. What do you think of the Gotham finale? Because when we did our Batman episode... Oh, you haven't seen it yet? Oh, okay. I watched the seasons after they've been aired so I can binge watch it. Oh, like when it gets on Netflix? Yeah. There's another questionable scene. <laughs> Yeah, what is going on this month? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is this is where the money went to. <laughs> so oh, this this like she's at least close. I thought she no, close. but still, like we were like, well, they they assume comic book movies are for kids. That's why. But see, like clearly put more violence in this because this is apparently not appropriate. <laughs> yeah, this is the totally inappropriate for children. So clearly, this is the international cut we're watching. <laughs> Yeah, this is actually surprising. Like, why didn't they put in more violence? What happened to the black kid? Well, he he saved his life, right? He's yep. I think this is like their after party when they were filming, man. And then they forgot that the cameras were still rolling. No, they purposely shot it, and they're like, "Let's add it to the film." Like, are we watching the same movie? Is it still swamping, or did they like? This feels like a totally different movie. Did they accidentally like edit in? It's just like, hey, if you're if you're if you get to an hour hour into the movie, you get to. Funnier is like the army dudes are all dressed like super nice right now. (laughs) This is this is this. It's like eyes wide shut. This is how the rich people. This is how they really live, right? Like, well, I see the guy at the end of the table. He's one of the the head army guys. I don't know if they just didn't have enough people for the to fill the room. No, I think. But the whole point is that he's he's a goon for Arcane. So like, they're at this. They're at this. uh, Yeah, they're at this. 
Well, I guess, you know, all goons don't always wear the same military gear. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to be in their military gear at the at the party. So they, they think they've killed Swamp Thing. And apparently they have, like, Rambo Jesus there, too. Oh, I still don't... There? I know some of the other... I've seen some familiar faces from other TV shows. Like, so did this even get a theatrical release? That's what I want to know. I remember being on USA the first time I saw it, so I don't know. Well, probably because the TV show, right? So they, they maybe they, they showed it. No, I mean, like, back in, like, as soon as it came out. And I, I do remember the nudity being in the USA cut. No, you're wrong. There's no way. That's Basic like Cable that. would not show nudity, dude. I don't know. Maybe it was <laughs> Betamax. I can't remember. Or maybe you saw it on like maybe it was like on Showtime Betamax. or something. Oh, uh, it could have been. It could have been a uh, old HBO. Yeah, I feel like Swamp Thing was like a Showtime movie that they would have when I was growing up. I love how the military guy is like, "Oh, I'm so happy enough for class now." He's gonna die, isn't he? I feel like they just there's just. Weird tension in this scene. Who's that on the right? It looks like um, Boy George. Or not Boy George. Uh, <laughs> George Michael. I, I don't know. Ah. So he gets um, the formula to him directly. Wait, which guy looks like Boy George? The guy next to Bruno on the right side. On his right. Oh, uh, on his right. George, George okay. Michael. I thought he, I thought you said he was MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the the, the mullet. The, the mullet. Yeah, he's he's dying. I told you he was gonna die. Or is he trying to turn him into a swamp thing? Trying. Is that what he's doing? I think so. Is something growing out of his chin, or am I just seeing things? Oh yeah, his face is getting distorted. That's some pretty good acting. That's pretty good. Is that makeup or is it just act? No, yeah. yeah, that's makeup. Okay. Well, it wouldn't be a Wes Craven movie. If, like that's the thing. Like Swamp Thing's transformation earlier, there was like a lot, a lack of body horror. Yep. But yeah, I guess now we get to see. Oh, is he? Is he hairy? There, there's those things. Yep. The things he creates to go after. Oh, him. the unmen. So there are these are like unmen, but he's so little. The unmen. Yep. He looks like um, the flying monkey from uh, Wizard yeah, of Oz. Looks a little bit like a troll. It's hilarious. I, I kind of remember the scene now, and now I'm starting to remember the movie. I love that they just keep him captured in the basement. He hasn't like tried to break out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm just dealing with the fact that I'm a swamp thing right now. Like, remember my, my super strength? Yep. So this is uh, this is that movie's almost over, right? Like, much. he's gonna break out and, and fight it. the unmen, dude. Oh, we don't need to finish it. We d we know how it's gonna end. This is... <laughs> yeah, you're a terrible person. I am. It, it's just it's such an wait. Why are they Why are they locking up the the henchman he just created, or is he? Gonna have him fight 
Oh, he's mad because Bruno like shrank and didn't turn into Swamp Thing. Pretty much. Do you think? I mean, they'll they'll still use practical effects in the new Swamp Thing TV show, or do you I think it'll be all CGI? I hope so. I know they're going to use some CGI, but you know, I'd love to see like really modern take on the costume. I mm-hmm. seen some of the, like, snippets in the trailer with him having like the branches growing out of him, either him or the villain, and it just looks amazing. That when do you know when that comes out? It comes on the twenty third. Oh, okay, cool. So next week. Yep. So this is a good time for the podcast. Perfect. I was going to say this is a very like you know it's almost as if I did that intentionally. And it's funny because I I see them you know watching this and watching the shots that they do in the trailer for the the new series. They're definitely referencing it. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there's still hardcore fans out there, right? Like. You have to drop an Easter egg here and there. It just, you know, all the shots. But like, this is what I was getting at earlier. Like these, these scenes, the Swamp Thing costume looks excellent. You know, like I think it's definitely the shadows play to its strengths more than the daylight. It's funny how Bruno is still like a henchman and listening, (laughs) (laughs) not like he's like I'm in the room, dude. No, just like he's not killing everything in sight. Like, why is he a slave to this guy? You have to give him credit also for you know wearing all that makeup in the horrible bodysuit. Yeah, and he does it. He does it throughout the films and the TV show. He's the mm-hmm. he's the man in the suit, and they. I think in the TV show, like when they do flashback to Alec Holland, they even use him. They yep. don't bring Ray Wise back, so. Poor Ray Wise. Yeah. But the original. You know, this is uh It's funny because the subtitles he keeps calling her cable. Cable? <laughs> yeah, I did, did that earlier too, the kid. <laughs> I was like it's like my name is Cable. <laughs> like, her what? name is Cable though. Is it? It's Alice Cable. Oh, it is. Yeah. Hilarious, dude. No, she's I not saying it. I'm the X Men from the future. But that's I not what she says. That's not what they're <laughs> referencing. Although it'd be amazing if they would. That would be funny. Come with me if you want to leave. Was Cable basically supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger? Pretty much. Is that what Rob Liefeld was imagining? Reference, right? But that he was referencing once, the Terminator. Once the T two thousand came out, they did that whole uh, spiel with the onslaught and gave Cable like this organic cybernetic virus so his parts kept changing shape yeah. oh i don't i wasn't a big i wasn't a big lee field cable guy some formula? yeah i think maybe he's going to drink it and try to turn himself into the swamp monster do it in the sunlight yeah 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 not in the water why exactly does he want to be swamp thing he wants immortality Oh, he doesn't mind being a giant swamp monster, though? Hey, power-hungry villain. What do you expect? I love that they're, you know, like, drinking Gatorade. Radioactive Gatorade. At least this looks like he's actually in Louisiana. Somewhere, yeah. Looks like. 
Because those other like swamp scenes, like it you said, like Savannah or somewhere. Yeah. I mean, damn his 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 plantation is like literally in the swamp, though. <laughs> it's pretty creepy. I love I love that this guy really wants to have like spiritual power. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need you to like do something, dude, because. She's not the one who died earlier, right? No, this is a new girl. Like, where did she come from? And he's going to turn her into... Oh, he's like, here, here. Uh-oh. He's obsessed with the sunshine right now. He's, he's totally hallucinating. Well, maybe he thinks, like, I'm going to turn into a giant plant, so I need as much, uh, uh, you know... And what, where, is this gas coming chlorophyll. from? Chlorophyll. He's a giant plant, man. The green is nothing in the darkness. What are you doing? Wait, did her dress change? Wasn't she wearing a blue dress earlier? Yep. That's why he's weak in the dark. Oh, his arm's growing. Oh, no. I thought, I thought he was finally he's growing his... Light. Is that why his arm hasn't grown back yet? It's kind of cool, you know, like... They have some really awkward shots of their office and stuff in here. <laughs> it's like... Oh, there he is. Uh, he still hasn't he changed. He still hasn't changed. He's mad. He's like, what What happened? Why am I He's not so turning into a giant monster? He has a different woman every time. Oh, now he's changing. Oh, no. What is it? Oh, is he terrifying now? Oh, he's like two-faced. Maybe only half his face changed. No? Wait, what are we supposed to be? What are we supposed to be noticing? Oh, that's creepy. Mutating. That's these are cool uh, practical effects. It's like it's like a werewolf, American werewolf in London type, like. Oh, is that him? That's creepy. So yeah, reach for the light swamp thing. Reach. Everybody out there, you guys following along. That looks really painful, man. Oh, this looks so John Carpenter right now. Yeah, this is this is the type of body horror oh, I was expecting. This is probably the most grotesque scene in the entire film. He needed the sunlight. Basically. Hmm. Well, he looks like a giant pile of salamander or something. <laughs> he's he's the turd monster from Dogma. Oh, is the cocoon? He's an inhuman. Oh wait, wrong universe. <laughs> he's got like a Deadpool baby arm. Interesting, interesting. Well, you look like that darn possum from earlier. So we're referencing <laughs> the possum. That's what happened. 
So did they ever explain why he didn't have any? That little bit of sunlight gave you enough strength to break out. Huh? Yeah. How convenient. I guess and he'll have to hop back on, but. Oh, he's exploding the lab. Oh, look, the little one can talk. I thought he was like primate type style. Now he's carrying a halberd. Okay. Unman. He knows the prison system really well. Some really cool scenes here. The set is amazing. I'm not even sure what this is supposed to be under the, the swampy place. They got this underground water. Wow, he knows an awful lot. So they're going down the well. I think they're pulling on a lot of roots here. It feels a lot like Turok the Dinosaur Hunter and stories from that era. And wow, they got the swamp super foggy. That's kind of cool. It's like, is that animation? But for some reason, the swamp is bubbly. It looks like it's animated. I think we finally got out of the swamp in around some kind of nice set. Looks like a giant jacuzzi. I think this is the uh, the end of the movie. He he makes his goodbyes. Where'd the possum man get a sword from? Monster style showdown. Come on. That was a nice Scottish kiss right there. <laughs> I'm sure some boys in Scotland will really appreciate that one. Oh yeah, swinging a sword at the water is really going to help you. I'm not sure why he's so obsessed with killing the swamp thing right now. He just looks like a, a badger. And this is straight out of like, uh, you know, seventies oh. type of kaiju, like rubber suit man fighting. You're right. The and 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 and. Oh no, she got stabbed. Oh, uh, that sucks. Spear. So Swamp Thing, you were, you were right to call out the uh, Chekhov's possum earlier, since Arcane essentially turns Ooh. into a giant possum man. Ooh. You beat him with a club. I don't know if that's it or what. He can heal her, though. 
we're going. But anyways, I think we're running into the conclusion of the film. Use your healing powers, bud. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. Healing powers, not coping a feel. Oh, the possum man's still alive. And of course, possum creature is still alive. Behind you. Our dramatic conclusion. As as far as uh, superhero fights go, too bad the creature doesn't look like a vegetarian. <laughs> he might actually stand a chance. Where would you rank this in terms of superhero oh, swap fights? Totally, just use a sword to kill him. Yeah. That possum's dead. Well, we now know not to mess with Swamp Thing. I'm really curious where they got that sword. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody had one at the time. This was just how you ex survive in a swamp, I guess. And that's the iconic movie poster where Swamp Thing carries... It's Beauty and the Beast. And every other creature trope you can find. Maybe he kisses her and she forgets he's Swamp Thing. Yes, all your blood just turned to moss. How does she not understand that it is him? I don't get it. Well, it's, it's the same reason Lois Lane doesn't know Clark Kent is Superman. It's over. The movie's over. Swamp Thing is going to go off to protect the swamp. He can start to work again, right? Looking like that. He's He can't. He's going to be the protector of the deep. Oh, wait, that's Aquaman. He's going to be the protector of the swamp. Well, Adam, this was a fun audio commentary. He goes off into the swamp set. <laughs> into the swamp set. That's nice. And this is the end of the film. Oh, the the boy's still alive. <laughs> Either way, dude. at least he's still alive. Jude or dude? I still can't figure out. He's okay. We're all okay. I Thanks to Swamp Thing. He'll be back, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. He comes back in 1986. 89. So we're going to call it there, guys. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a nice little uh, post uh, video credit here. Thank you for listening to DCTV Classics. This is Adam Starcaster. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Adam Starcaster. I'm Keith Chow. You can follow me on Twitter at the real Chow, the underscore real underscore Chow. Go to hardknockmedia.com where you can find this podcast along with the other Hard Knock Media podcasts, Southern Fried Asian, Hard Knock Life and more go to dctv podcast where you can find 
our sister podcasts. Download and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and everywhere you get podcasts. Thank you for listening to DCTV Classics. We'll see you next time. Same pod time, same pod channel.